You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Fans are leaving Lumen Field with hopes, hopes that the Seahawks will make the playoffs. All you need is the Detroit Lions to go down to Wisconsin and do something. They haven't done a lot this year, <laughs> in the past 20 years, I should say. Geno Smith had a decent day through a couple of intercessions. Probably should have had three, but did just enough to win this ball game. He was 19 of 31, 213 touchdowns. He now joins the 30 club, one of three quarterbacks in Seahawks franchise history to throw for 30 touchdowns. Ken Walker, 29 carries, 140. 14 yards. He goes for over 1,000 yards rushing. Tyler Lockett had four catches for 54 yards, one touchdown. He goes over 1,000 yards receiving this year. The defense really got these guys in the game. And Jenna Wells, who had a half sack. Bruce Irvin had one and a half. Boye Mafe had a sack. Daryl Taylor had a sack as well. It took longer than expected, but the Seahawks get into overtime, and they do just enough to win the ball game. Quandre Diggs might have made the play of the year with an interception late in the overtime to give the Seahawks a football to drive down the field to set up Jason Myers for the game-winning field goal. This was a complete team effort right here. We've seen performances from Geno Smith, Igwe Buke, the returner, has a big return as well. Lots to break down. The Seahawks' playoff hopes are still alive. I'm sitting here with the guys. We're going to break this thing down next. That's all coming up here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Now we get to talk to the man who called all the action, Steve Rabel, man. Raves, man, um, you know, deep breaths over here. I ended up watching the, the overtime in the Verizon Lounge with the fans. Uh, lots of hugs, lots of throwing the hats. Uh, it was intense, but what do you expect? It's the Rams versus the Seahawks with playoff implications. Exactly. Just another walk in the park, right? Just the way you draw it up. You know, you might as well make it really exciting if it's the last game of the regular season, which it is, and... Whether or not we make the playoffs is out of our hands, but boy, the 12s were sure treated to a couple of home games here these last two weeks. That's a great way to wrap up this regular season here. Now, again, uh, the Lions need to do their job, but, you know, it looked like it could have gone either way uh, today for the longest time, obviously, going to overtime. The Rams just find a way to give the Seahawks trouble. And this season, even with all the injuries that the Rams had, Seahawks have found that same way to give the Rams problems. So back and forth it was, and we were just kind of waiting for Baker to throw one up for grabs. And sure enough, he did right there at the end. And man, oh man, it couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, he did. It looked like slow motion to me, Raves. I'm watching Diggs make his way over there. Comes up with a big play. But some milestones were hit today. Geno Smith is now the franchise leader when it comes to passing yards in the season. You got Ken Walker, who goes for over 1,000 yards, and Tyler Lockett has his fourth season in a row going for over 1,000 yards. You look at the record, and uh, you see a team that is struggling to get into the playoffs, but at the beginning of the season, no one thought they would be here. So you check off some boxes. You line yourself up to potentially make the playoffs. You're cheering for the Lions. Is this the type of season you expected out of these guys? Well, I, I'm like Dave. I, I said nine and eight when the season before the season started. So truly, and I, 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 that's that's the truth. That's what I thought that they would be a nine and eight football team. And I think they're actually a better team than that, quite frankly. Although your record yeah. says you are what you are, but you know, and Pete said it this week. You know, you let some games get away during the course of the regular season that you absolutely should have won, and didn't, and that puts you in this spot now where you have to depend on the Lions. So I think that the team is 
I think they're, they're, you know, aimed just the way they need to be. They're going to get healthy again. Remember, you played the whole season without your best defensive player. Jamal Adams gets hurt, what, first game, done. And all of a sudden, you're trying to change the defense now a little bit to accommodate the guys you do have in there. Then you lose Penny in the backfield. Ken Walker, what a choice he's been, over 1,000 yards, only the second rookie to get 1,000 yards for the Seahawks. Kurt Warner doing uh, being the first. Just, just, you know, all those kinds of things. And everybody, everybody stepped up when they needed to step up. That said, just think of how, this, how good this team could have been if you just make one play here, one play in that game, stop that run against the, the, uh, the Raiders in overtime. Um, you know, you got yourself the makings of a really good year and, uh, and set your sights on having a great draft and to improve this football team. One name you didn't mention, Bump, Pete Carroll has now tied Mike Holmgren for 15th place for the most combined wins regular and postseason in NFL history with 161. So, yeah, credit all these guys. They did a great job. But John Schneider put him there, and Pete Carroll and his staff coached him up, and that's what got this win today. I agree 100% raves. It doesn't go without Pete Carroll and Schneider. So, yes, tip our cast to him. We appreciate both of those guys. Raves, going into this game, I felt it was all about the run, right? Can you stop the Rams from running the football the last time you matched up with them? They ran all over the yard, and they did a bit of that today. Cam Akers, 21 carries for 104. The Rams, as a team, had 146 yards on the ground. On the other side, the Seahawks put together a game, 36 carries, 197. Ken Walker had 29, 114 on the ground. The future is bright when it comes to the ground game when you look at this offense for the Seahawks. It, it is, and think about what Geno did. He got 51 yards and carries, and a couple of them were huge, big third-down plays that they needed a big carry, they needed a big gain, and they got it from Geno Smith. Then he gets blasted on the near sidelines after running out of bounds by Ramsey, and we think that's going to, you know, that's going to win the football game for us. And unfortunately, Jason didn't connect on that 46-yarder. But still, Geno did his part. He didn't throw as well today as he's thrown in the past, and he and DK kind of were off schedule just a little bit, but other guys picked it up, especially that young rookie, uh, K-9, Ken Walker III. What a, what a job he's done. And again, if you can get Penny back next year healthy, then you got that two running back combo that you really like to have. And Pete Carroll and this offense can really go to town. You're right. Gino struggled a little bit, but did just enough. Didn't um, he needed to complete 68% of his passes to, um, to end the season with a 70% completion rate. Well, who cares, Raves? We got the W. We're waiting on the Lions. I appreciate your time as always, man. Great game. And uh, let's hope we do it again next week. All right, Bump, I'm with you, buddy. Thank you. All right, that was Steve Rabel, the voice of the Seahawks. Fellas, I'm looking at the most faces we've looked at all year when it comes to this postgame show. So you know today was a big win. I'm going to get my guys involved, Robert Turbin, Marcus Trufant, Paul Moya, and that dude, 72 Ray Roberts. All that's coming up next. We're going to hear from Pete Carroll as he steps up to the podium, player interviews. Hey, let's, let's all come together and root for the Lions right now, all right? Hey, lots of more to do when we get back. The Seahawks get it done at home in overtime, 19-16, to 16, beating the Rams. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks Radio Network. Seattle Seahawks Station. Cairo. Cairo Radio. The conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. What a game by these Seahawks, man. It was a thriller. You knew it was going to be close, right? What do you expect when these teams get together? Uh, I've been doing this for a while, and I don't remember. 
Actually, I do remember a blowout, but I ain't going to go there. It looks like, nope, we're not going to go. Yep, let's go to the podium. We got Ken Walker, man. He has himself a day. Obviously, their defense made a tough all game, but you guys were able to come through and win overtime. Right? Yeah, you know, every, every win is great, and it's a great feeling. But, like, to see the team come together and, and finish that game off, uh, that's really exciting. Second thousand yard rusher as a rookie in franchise history. What's that mean? It means a lot. You know, that's a big goal. But, um, you know, like I always say, credit to the whole line. You know, you know, we had a stretch where we were struggling throughout the season, but we got it together. And, you know, to be able to finish like that, uh, I got to give all credit to the whole line. Ken, okay, what was that stretch like for you guys offensively down? You're down late, needing a score to win. You get stuffed at the goal line, bring it out in overtime, like to keep yourselves going and yeah. keep fighting for the win. Yeah, you know, it could be frustrating at times, but, you know, um, you know, guys don't flinch. And we got a, guy, a lot of guys that don't fr- uh, flinch, and Gino's a great leader. And uh, everybody was just together. You know, I feel like if we'd have broke down and broke apart, it would have been a struggle. But everybody came together, and uh, that's what won us this game. What would you think of that uh, long run that he had to put you guys in position for the field goal? That's big time. You know, uh, we needed that. And he's a playmaker, and that's what he does. What do you do now? In case we wait. <laughs> Are you going to watch the game together as a team? I'm not sure how we're going to do it, but I know a lot of guys will be watching the game. Uh, I'll be spending time with my dad. He's here right now, so I'll probably take him out somewhere. Anything else? Can't believe they didn't have more questions for Ken Walker, honestly. And uh, I'm going to send it over to the guy with the second best golf game up here. Paul Moya. (laughs) What you see out of this game, man? Break it down for me. Sorry, it took me a while. I heard second best golfer, so I knew it wasn't me. Um, Look, it was just uh, resilient. You know, we talked about it at halftime. I thought it was a really good adjustment on them. You know, K-9 had only had uh, 10 carries at that point, but he was pretty productive with 41 yards. He had 19 carries in the second half. And there were some tough yards, and there were some that he made some unbelievable misses. You know, again, Gino, not his best game, but Gino found a way to win, and he won with his legs. Uh, he started taking some some opportunities, moving the secondary around. They were a little beat up. Um, you know, it's just a good win. Now let's sit back. I mean, this is this is fun time, right? I mean, we're nine and eight. Who would have thunk it? Um, uh, the only down the, the only down thing on today's game is is Denver one. Um, but other than that, man, I I got a feeling. I got a feeling on Detroit, man. All right. Okay. So, uh, but a great win. I, you know, to win going one for 11 on third down, pretty rare. You know, to, to lose the turnover battle, I, I believe we lost the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. I had the one interception. And when I get Diggs alone, I am going to grab him and say, <laughs> son, stop <laughs> celebrating until the play is over. He <laughs> celebrated on that sideline. He could have taken it down the sideline. Oh, yeah. Instead, he's like, you know, showing off to the Rams. But God bless him. It was a great interception. And, uh, you know, again, just a, a great win. You know, not our best game. And to find a way to win, pretty cool. Since we're baking on the Detroit Lions, I'm going to go to the former Detroit Lion, Mr. Ray Roberts. What you see today, man? No, I was, I'm like Paul. Like, I was, it was just a resilient-type game, like a gritty game. The offense wasn't, like, really – Turbo and I were talking uh, during the game. It just seemed – they seemed a little skittish. Like, they'd have a little success. It's like two steps forward, three steps backwards. Geno didn't seem to be quite on – uh, the, the, the offensive line, I thought, battled, you know, for protection and trying to find yardage in the run game. But uh, this is one of those games, though, that you can't expect it to be pretty, dude. Like, it, this is a game to get into the playoffs, and you have a divisional rival trying to, keep you, uh, trying to keep you out of it. So it was one of those just win at all costs. Like, whatever you have to do to win, it doesn't have to be pretty. Just get to win. And then 
I did make my call to Detroit this week, and I talked to all the people I know about <laughs> there, and I said, like, hey, we need to win. And so the, the way the Rams played today should give you hope that the, that the, uh, that the Lions are going to go play hard as well. The Rams had nothing to play for other than just spoiling, spoiling the Seahawks. But, uh, so I think the, Ram, the, the Lions are going to show up and give them a tough game. K-9 did his thing three weeks in a row, over 100 yards. He was the key to this thing. Yes, it always revolves around Geno and how he plays, but there's no denying the impact that K-9 has had on this team in this game and this season, Turbo. Yeah, I just love the way he approached the game today. You know, he didn't have – all his plays weren't positive, right? There were times where he was second-guessing himself. And really at times throughout this football game, offensively, it felt like we were second-guessing ourselves as a whole. And, you know, it was like we were trying to find our groove. We were unsure of what we wanted to do and, uh, you know, who we wanted to be offensively. But, you know, once we, once we found our identity, we got going. I love the decision-making uh, of, of K-9 overall, right? Like, uh, it, similar to last week when we talked about him, right? We talked about it in the pregame show, right? Like, he was decisive in, in where he wanted to go. And he showed that again today. May not always have been right in his choices, right, as far as picking where he, his spots and holes. But as long as you're decisive, that's what you want to see as a coach in your running back. You look at that secondary, true. I mean, the secondary dang near won the game uh, for the Seahawks. Paul mentioned, put that ball away, get all the, the yards after the interception that you can get. But when you break down this secondary, what you see today? I uh, saw a lot of good stuff, man. And in the secondary, you know how secondary players can get sometimes. We get a little flashy back there, Paul, right? So <laughs> the celebrations. And I think uh, Bobby Wagner was right there as Diggs was kind of showing the ball a little bit. And that was just a little gamesmanship. But, yeah, the secondary, they played well, man. And Overall, the defense, it was one of those things where there were some plays that were kind of leaking through and it wasn't perfect, but the pass rush was there. You kept hearing Bruce Servant's name. You kept hearing uh, Nuosu's name, and they were getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and making Baker uncomfortable, and that's where it starts. That's where the defense starts. I always say that the best pass coverage is a sack, so um, that didn't change today. And we saw sacks. We got a half sack by Nuosu. We got one and a half by the old man, Bruce Irvin, 80s babies. We still in the game. <laughs> All right, we got Daryl Taylor with a sack, who's been not a surprise, but as the season starts to conclude, he's really stepped up his play. Um, how crucial is that for this defense, Big Ray, once you do get into the playoffs, if you do, if the Lions take care of business? Well, I think, you know, obviously this is – Every team now wants to throw the ball all over the yard. And so now you have, like, four legit, like, pass rushers on this team. You have Nuosu, who has, I think, it, did he get a sack today? Half he had, sack. He had half sacks. Yep. He has nine and a half sacks. Um, uh, Daryl Taylor, who's missed some time and lost his starting job at the beginning of the season, has nine and a half sacks. Mafe had a sack today. Yeah. And Bruce Irvin had a sack today. So uh, as long as that defensive interior can keep getting pushed in the middle, uh, those guys can do damage on the edge. Um, big ups to Pete Carroll as well. I know the players get the uh, the love, and they should because they're the guys on the field, but we all know how important coaching is. And uh, Pete Carroll passed Joe Gibbs for 16th place on the NFL all-time winning his coaches list with 172. And Moyer, and this is a bounce back 172. He was over there in New York and didn't have a, a good start to this thing. It's nice to – it's it's perfect for Pete Carroll because it's resilience. And this organization is the type of organization that is resilient. You bring guys back. They perform. You find diamonds in the rough. It all makes sense for Pete. Yeah, and I, I, he just passed what I would say arguably is the greatest coach in NFL history, and that's Joe Gibbs. And, and I argue it because he won three Super Bowls. There's three different quarterbacks, and none of them are in the Hall of Fame. 
And so to me, that's pretty impressive. So, and Pete did this with a lot of rookie coaches this year too, yeah. you know, on defense. You know, we, we obviously Coach Hurt, you know, his first time being a defensive coordinator. We're bringing a couple other guys in the secondary who are, you know, came more from the college side, you know. So it's impressive, man, to go 9-8 and eight on the team that most people picked, you know, four or five wins, uh, said we had the worst quarterback tandem in the NFL and how wrong they were on that. So I, is this his best coaching job? You know, you got to throw the Super Bowl in there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's got to be in the top three, you know, that, uh, that I've seen, you know, to will this team and, you know, to play seven, eight rookies. Uh, look, today we were playing Alexander Johnson. He was on the practice squad. We pulled him up, I think, to today. And he was playing most of the second half in mixed downs at linebacker. Um, they played more Tanner Muson and nickel situations, passing, passing situations. Um, Boye Mafe, unbelievable. I think Pete may be coming up here. And there he is. There he is. Go to Pete Carroll at the podium now. Well, we did everything we could to make the season last as long as possible. <laughs> we, we squeezed every drop out of it. Um, it was a really good finish uh, to this season for our guys. And... Uh, get some wins and get something going here and, and feel good about it and doing the things we had to do uh, to give us, you know, with what we were faced with. Um, this win is an important win for, our, for everybody in, 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 on our team. Um, we put everything we had into it. We, we, we treated this game like as the biggest game we could ever play, and we'll, if we get a chance, we'll do that with the next week too. But the guys rose to that thought, and, and really everybody battled. The NFL is so hard. You know, you wonder, well, how can a team that's struggling, you know, have, have, have that kind of a close game against this? Because that's just the league. That's how it goes. Teams are really good and coaches are really good. And you've got to give them a lot of credit. They, they've continued through a lot of hard times this year to, uh, to play their butt off all the way to the end of that thing. And, and uh, you know, I, I think Sean does a great job. And, and we, I mean, I don't think it. I know it. He, he does a great job. And, and uh, um, a lot of credit for them hanging. It was, it was a hard year for them. Um, Man, there's a lot of cool things that, that happened today. Um, you know, Gino hits a number, you know, the all-time leading passing yardage in the history of the franchise. Awesome. What an awesome number. And he's, I don't know, if six, whatever his percentage completion, it's got to be as high as anybody's ever had to, I would think. Um, Tyler gets his 1,000 and catches one of the prettiest touchdown passes. Just remember this one forever. I mean, that's how he does it. He did it again when we needed it most. It was just a gorgeous throw designed everything and but then he did it you know falls apart at the back line of the end zone for the touchdown just yeah teared me up and uh just because he did it again and uh and then kenny walker getting a thousand yards rushing those are all marked what do they mean well they mean a lot <laughs> they do mean a lot when when you can get the win and, and you can talk about it now um those are markers. And, and the, who are they markers for? Offensive linemen. And those guys are so proud that they're able to get that done. Um, take great pride. And, and our guys, you know, the amount of progress that our guys have made with the two young guys up front and the new center all year long and, and all of that. Um, we rushed for 197, you know, again or whatever the heck. We, were. We, we got the running game going again like we need to. And you can see how we play. That's how we do it. And that's, that's the way we, we fight to play like that and then be great in the kicking game and, and keep those scores down. We, you know, the explosive plays didn't happen on defense. Uh, they did a great job today to keep it down three points in the second half um, and multiple stops in, in critical situations and sudden changes and all of that. So there was just so many good things that happened. Um, we rushed the passer well enough today to keep their passing game at a, at a minimum, and, and uh, love that a bunch of guys got sacks. And just just because it's the last game of the season, and, and uh, uh, 
Bruce talked to the defense last night. He gets a sack and a half today. Couldn't make me more proud. I mean, I, I love that guy so much, and it's it's been. Uh, it's been an amazing career for him to get to this point and uh, to finish like that. That's just awesome. Uh, but all the guys, you know, uh, Daryl got it. Uh, Chenna was involved. Um, uh, Mafe, I think, got one today, too. So that's great stuff that we can spread it around like that. Um, uh, for for uh, what I would think is best kicker in the NFL, for him to set it up like that so that we could have that kind of dramatic finish, man, what, what guts he's got, you know. Uh, so he, he doinked it so that we could go and win an OT. Um, He's a great kicker, he's a great player, and he's a great competitor, and when we needed it most, he got it done, and, and uh, so uh, Jason Meyer came through for us in, in a big way. I thought Mike uh, really punted the ball well today, really effectively, all kinds of an array of punts uh, that he gave up to, which was, was great, and uh, so, anyway, I, I mean, I can go on, because I'm so fired up about these guys and getting this, this game, but really, there's a little party coming up here and as soon as you guys let us go, and uh, we're going to go cheer for Detroit, and who, who would ever think we'd be doing that? But we'll be cheering for those Lions in, in, uh, up in Green Bay and see if uh, they can get a great win. The odds uh, are really in their favor, if you look at it my way. I mean, they, they, I know they haven't won there in a long time, but you think it's got to happen sometime, right? So uh, this may be that time. So. What is this fight quandary made? Overtime. I mean, yeah, what, what a classic! Yeah, I mean, and the ball hung forever, you know, and he, he timed it up perfectly to get it on the sidelines over there. He's such a great ball hawk that, of course, he's going to make that play if you give him a chance. Uh, but for him to make it, you know, he's he's a hero around here. These guys love him. Uh, he's a great leader, and they got nicknames for him and all kinds of stuff. And he's tough as nails. And and when he speaks, everybody shuts up. And and then to come through, and make a play like that, it's just beautiful and fitting, and and uh, really happy for him. What's this feeling like, being when you guys get this dramatic win and now you're powerless? <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm going with it. You know, we're, we're not. The last thing we're gonna do is go. Oh, you know, what's gonna happen now? We're not doing that. We're gonna. Everybody's parties are gonna start and then we're gonna get going and the party may end with a, with a great win. And until it isn't, that's kind of how we're going about it. You know, so, are you, uh, I'm sorry. Are you staying together as a team? Everyone's no. On everybody's going on their own and then we're all gonna communicate. Playoffs are not nine wins out of this team. Yeah. No. You think nine and eight? <laughs> That ain't, that ain't the way I'm looking at it. I mean, I, I'm glad that we have a winning record and uh, that we, that, you know, we, we give ourselves a chance here. But that's not where my expectations are. They never are. You know, I mean, I'm, not, I'm nowhere near that. And uh, so, I'm frustrated by this season. Where you all thought that, oh, we did a lot of cool things and all that. I don't, I, I don't feel like that. I feel like we, we missed our chance. We had five, five, six games there could have won easily one way or the other, and, and we wouldn't be sitting here talking about, you know, what's going on in Detroit right now. And, and uh, so, you know. That's my torment. You know, I gotta live with that. You guys don't have to live with that. It says Gino's day. I mean, obviously he had a couple of plays. Yeah, he had a couple. Yeah, you know, uh, I thought he he got the he got the game in in order enough to win a football game for us today. Um, he threw some great passes. He the, the second pick he was getting hammered and he, and I think he kind of chucked it. The first one was a great play by by their guy and Jalen Ramsey made a great play. I mean, that's a timing route that guys don't make that interception. You know, and uh, it's a fan. He's a great player and he made a great play. Um, I'm not sure the ball if the ball was exactly right. It might have been a little bit behind them, but still, it was a fantastic play. So, uh, forget those two. Okay, for right now. Okay, we evaluate them. He ran really well. He did it again. He got all over the field and did stuff. And when we need him, uh, crunch time took us down the field again, a couple times. And and uh, you know we just failed in the red zone today. The red, that was really the that was really the story of this game. We it could have been a three touchdown game easily, and uh, we just didn't knock them in. Mentioned 
touchdown. That was yards for Ken. That was his third straight 100-yard game. To be able to have him step up after Kenny goes down, just how, how big has he been? Yeah, he's good. I mean, I, I, I'm impressed with him. The plays that he makes and the burst that he has and creativity and how tough he is. I mean, there's not a tougher run than the one he ran for the, uh, to convert uh, down there. I think it was fourth down. And uh, you can't run any harder than that. And so we got a tough guy. We got a guy that loves to play. He, he, he doesn't even flinch. He didn't even flinch. It's just, let me, he's going back out again. He ain't worried about nothing. And uh, I'd love to compete with him. And uh, he's really talented. Play made on the catch on the, on the perimeter. Beautiful play, too. Uh, what did Geno Smith's play this season make you feel about quarterback for next year? Say that again, Greg. How does, what does Geno Smith's play for this season make you feel toward your quarterback position? Oh, well, we got work to do. But um, <clears throat> our system is really good system is really good. What we're asking these guys to do, uh, for him to come in first year starter and, you know, in a, five years or whatever it is, um, to execute like he's done all year long, you know, in, like he, I think he, 69.8 completion percentage for the season and all the, uh, the touchdowns and all the plays he's made and, and the, the plays. I think our quarterback position is great, but we got, you know, he's going to be a free agent, so we, we got work to do. Um, no, we never got a chance to see Drew, but I've seen a lot of him and, and I like what he does too. So I think our quarterback situation if we can get them signed, is a great is a great situation going forward. We know what we got. Did you have a chance to talk to Bobby Wagner at all? Um, in pregame, I didn't get to see him after, and uh, I looked. At, I tried to find him, I couldn't find him out there. But um, saw him in pregame, and we had some fun, kind of punching at each other. And all. He, I thought he played really good again. He had some terrific plays today. You know, bring out the best in him. Name I did hear that. I did hear that. And I love that. I love that. That's, that's how they, like I said, they'll, they'll express what they feel and it'll be the right thing. And they did that. And I think that once they did that, then some people booed, you know, after they, okay, that's, that's enough. And let's get back after him. He was on the other team. But um, I think it was really fitting and, and, uh, and apropos and all that. Well, you seem to get how do you build on, how do you build on uh, the successes of this year for next season overall? Well, we, we're going to, we're going to take the, the, the culture that we have created on this team with us. And, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, I've been around a bunch of teams and this, this is exactly the mentality that we need moving forward to do some great stuff. This is a championship team. And, uh, so we've, you know, we'll get opportunities to add to it and all of that, but the heart, uh, the togetherness, the willingness to work with, you know, we make our own attitude. We create our own attitude, you know, attitudes, everything. Well, we, we got that. And so we just need to get a little bit more experienced and, and help ourselves grow as, as naturally will happen and, and, uh, be a, you know, better executing team in all situations. And, and, but, you know, we're in pretty good, pretty good place right now. They seem to find traction with their run game and their bootleg action in the second, early third quarter. Yeah, boots got going a little bit. Um, we've covered them really well early, and and then they some extended plays really came came open. Um, we weren't concerned about him running. You know, we didn't wor worry about that. We want to cover him up. And when we lost our coverage downfield a little bit late, they they became effective. Um, they, you know, they had the one bounce out on short yardage, and they had the two, the, the two uh, little counter with the receiver that were good plays. And other than that, you know, the two for 140, uh, we would like to hold you know the, those big plays out of it, and they'd rush for 100. You know, and so uh, I, I like the way we played line of scrimmage. I thought we played really well. There's there's a few plays that got us the two the two perimeter plays again and the bounce out. So um, we we made a lot of improvement, and our guys are really they're they're tuned in to what it takes, and uh, we're just going to keep getting better. No, no, I can't. I can't walk you through it. Um, other than to say, we we're going for it. We we're going for it, and 
we had we had some thoughts and we thought you know thought we could run it a little bit we thought we could hammer it in there and we, we took a couple shots i thought there was a good attitude about that um it just we didn't quite function as well as we needed to and and uh i mean the game could have been an easy game it had we you know walked down there and got that one a couple times earlier so um but we I just tell you that we were we weren't we did not want to settle to tie the game up we were not doing that and then we lost yards on the on the third down play and then okay that's and then we had it if it was fourth and inch, well, one or whatever, we were going. We, we, no doubt we were going. So um, that had been decided, and that's what I was thinking all the way through that. What, what happened to Tariq Bowen when he went out for a few plays? They said he turned his ankle a little bit. Anything else? Okay. Thank you. All right. All right, that was Pete Carroll past Joe Gibbs for um, passing for 16th with – 172 combined wins. Seahawks football is brought to you by CarMax. Experience the way car buying should be with the Love Your Car Guarantee from CarMax, the official used retailer of the Seattle Seahawks. Learn more at CarMax.com. All right, when we return, more players that they step up to the podium, more analysis from my guys. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network. <laughs> I believe. You know what I'm, I'm a believer. I believe. I was on that 2013 team, too. You know what I'm saying? We swept them boys. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I flex, too, it's... It's a real flex. I can believe you know that. I, mean? so I can see the way your jean jacket fitting right My now. Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Those are custom. Oh, by the way, what did they feed you at Utah State? Because Bobby Wagner's the second guy. Both of you guys got arms that are bigger than anything we've seen. What did they feed we you We lived there? in the weight room. No, That's all no, we did. No. We've hey. all lived in the weight room, man. Well, let's, let's no. look at the man who sealed the game with his flex. Quandre Diggs is at the podium now. We're live. Hey man, I'm just I'm I'm having fun with it. You know what I mean. So um, I'm blessed. You know what I mean. I'm thankful for the opportunity. I mean, I keep telling you guys. I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow will be I think 365 days to from when I broke my leg. So and dislocated my ankle. So for me, I'm just I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful to be back playing ball and. Um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it without my teammates, my coaches, you know, my family, everybody that's been with me, you know, through this last year. Um, it's, it's super special to me. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's a blessing. And I'm just having fun with the game and letting the game and enjoy the game as much as I can because I've had it taken away from me. And, you know, I don't want to feel that anymore. Can you take us through the, just, just the play, what you saw there, how you the ball? Um, I mean, if I use language... I'll probably use some bad language because dude was wide open. I'm just like, in my mind, I'm just thinking the worst, you know what I mean? And Oh, man, I felt like I was 25 again, running and jumping in the air. So uh, for me, it was just one of those plays. They drew it up perfect. You know, they got us in the coverage that they wanted us, and um, I was just able to go out and make a play. But um, that's probably my favorite interception ever because just to – the atmosphere, you know, everything that um, that went along with this game and this interception, you know, I mean, it was it was dope. So um, all I seen was the ball, and, and I was like, I'm going to go get it. And I was able to go get it, and I caught it. So um, I think that's all that matters. I caught that one, and, you know, I've been getting some grief, and I've been holding myself accountable for dropping the other ones, but I had to get that one. They scored three 
three out of four possessions in the second quarter, early third quarter. What changed to lead to the three punt, quick punts and the stopping overtime? Um, I just think we understood the task at hand and, you know, we understood that we just had to go out there and get stops and get the ball back to offense and, you know, give them some momentum, man. Um, we were able to stop the run and we were able to stop the boots and things like that. So, um, once we got that, we knew we would win because we get them the third down, you know, our big guys and our speed guys going to eat up front and that's what those guys did. I think we had five sacks today and, um, just rushing coverage, playing together, and you know, um, we've been we've been putting it together this last few weeks. What's the feeling like to win this game in dramatic fashion, and now you don't, we won't know for another three and a half, four hours whether or not you're making the playoffs. I mean, that's part of it. You know, what I mean, you you know, you just do your part, and that's what I've been preaching to the guys the last couple of weeks. You know, we do our part. And, you know, let the rest handle itself. And, you know, God never makes mistakes no matter what. You know, if we in, if we're not, um, I think we can hold our head up high and understand that, you know, we put in some great work and we did what a lot of people didn't expect us to do. How do you build off the successes of this year for next season? I mean, if we get to the playoffs, then we keep going. You know, I mean, we keep building on these last few weeks that we've had. And if we don't, then, you know, we just understand that, you know, our young guys, they got to continue to grow and older guys got to continue to get better and get faster and, you know, uh, for us, you know, we just want to put it all together. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whatever additions, whatever, you know, the room's going to be different, but whatever additions, subtraction we have, we all got to come together and make it a brotherhood. My bad if you asked this already. Did you know that was Bobby you were putting the ball in? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, as soon as I called it, I saw him over there. I know he usually stands away from everybody. So when I seen it and I seen him, it was just like, so big, bro, I got the ball. You know, like the little brother, the menace. You know, I've always kind of been a menace. So for me, you know, showing the big brother the ball and making a making a play to help the team. What does it mean to get his jersey after the game? I mean, it's dope. You know, I mean, to have the respect and, you know, the love and appreciation that I have for him and the same that he has for me. I mean, you got a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player, Hall of Fame person that, that loves you and respects you and, you know, um, always looks out for me no matter what. And um, for me, it's, it, it's so dope to, to have that type of bond, that relationship. And, you know, me coming here almost four years ago, um, you know, it changed my career, it changed my life. And um, Bobby and KJ, those guys were instrumental in that. And I'll always be thankful and i always, you know, um, hold them to a high regard in my life. It's going to be really hard to watch the Detroit game, or what, what do you think it's going to be like? Oh, no, not really. I mean, I'm going to eat some steak and hang out and, you know, let it let the chips fall. You know what I mean? Um, we can't control anything. We did our part. You know, I, um, it's not hard for me to root for the Lions anyways. You know, I got some friends over there, and I always that place will always hold a special place in my heart. So, for me, it will be easy to watch the game. You know, I don't drink at all during the season, so I won't drink until I know if we're in or we out. So, I'll eat me some steak, eat me some lobster, and, you know, enjoy, you know, enjoy the process. Thank you, All right, that was Quan Dre Diggs. Had himself a nice pick to seal the game. Not seal the game, but put these guys in position to win this game. Say 12s, 2023 will be a year full of concerts under the stadium lights. Get tickets to the biggest concerts at Lumen Field, including George Strait and Ed Sheeran, just to name a few. Gift your loved ones a memory they will never forget. Head to lumenfield.com to get tickets. All right, when we return, we're going to get the guys involved. The Seahawks get it done in overtime, 1916. Now we're going to go to the podium live. We got one of the best quarterbacks in franchise history talking now, Geno Smith. How much focus do you, do you need to have and throw that pick just to, you know, stay back in the game and not get too hyped up and blame yourself on a play like that? Man, that's a... Uh... That's a tough way to start the game. We've done that twice now. 
Um, honestly, it's, it's unacceptable in my eyes. Um, some things that obviously we can correct, but when it happens, uh, you got to have a short memory. You know, playing quarterbacks, a lot like cornerback. You know, a lot of cornerbacks get beat. And if you're a quarterback, you're going to throw an interception at some point. And so if you, you know, you play uh, enough games and you just got to be able to move past it, um, you know, really just look at it and see what happened, uh, why it happened, how it happened, try to fix it and then just move on. Because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of game left to play. As you can see, man, it took, you know, all the way to overtime for us to uh, finally pull it out. But, you know, when you start like that, you know, it's tough, but you just got to keep playing. And then you got the hit on the sidelines. Speaking of being tough, I mean, I, I couldn't see, but. Kind of just take us through that and then went right back in the game. Yeah, uh, just kind of got the wind knocked out of me for a second. I uh, was running down the sideline, was kind of moving a little bit and really couldn't avoid uh, Jalen right there. Uh, he kind of dipped his shoulder and hit me in the right spot and just got the wind knocked out of me. But, um, you know, thank God I was able to get up and just continue to play. What was, it, what was the attitude like, I guess, when, when it went to overtime? I mean, you guys are obviously hoping it's going to end there. Yeah, we just, uh, we knew, man, what was at stake. You know, we don't want the season to end. I feel like everybody in the locker room, I feel like our coaches are, you know, everybody in the building, you know, we're just coming together at the right time and, you know, we're enjoying one another and going to work and enjoying your, you know, your teammates and the locker room's so fun that I don't think guys want the season to end right now. And we knew what, we knew what was at stake. Uh, we had to figure out a way to get a win. You know, the defense kept us in the game the entire time. We were struggling a little bit on offense, obviously started the game bad, but, you know, we, we found a way and it, it took everybody and I was just happy to see that happen. Touchdown to Lockett. How much confidence you have to throw that ball up to Tyler? He's been playing this whole season. Yeah, you know Tyler and I have uh, we we've done that so many times. You talk about training camp, OTAs, practices. Um, you know he he's one of the better receivers I've ever played with. And when he's one on one, when he's got those opportunities, uh, especially on those deep passes, and you know he he's always going to get his toes in. That's one thing we know. And um, he's just a dynamic player with a lot of heart. You know he's playing hurt. Um, you know he's toughing it out and he's giving it everything he's got. He understands what what's at stake as well. And uh, he, he's one of those players, man, that, you know, I'll never forget. Playoffs are no playoffs. You've led the team to a winning record. How proud are you with that? You know, it's good to be uh, above 500. Uh, you know, you want to be above 500. You know, wish we could have done a lot better earlier um, so we can get, you know, 10-plus wins. But to give ourselves a shot at the playoffs, to be above 500 with a young team who I believe uh, pretty much everybody wrote us off, right? Uh, it speaks volumes to our head coach. Starts with our head coach and our GM. Starts with our front office, our ownership, uh, and then you talk about the players in the locker room, the leadership, uh, the type of guys that we have. We have the right amount of guys in the locker room, the right character guys, uh, the right uh, talented guy, uh, amount of talent in our locker room. And uh, man, it just speaks volumes to our leadership. You know, we got the right guys, and we just got to keep going. Were you watching when that interception happened? No, I feel like I had a direct view. Like I was sitting down on the bench and I like kind of look up and I just see Quandre jumping in the air and you know catching the ball over his shoulder, looking like like, like a wideout. And um, that's something that he's always done, man. Like I, I talk, go back to our time playing at Texas uh, when we played him. You know, he was he was one of those players I was watching on film. Like man, you got to watch out for the number six. And uh, you know, he's he's carried that throughout his career. He's a ball hawk. Uh, that ball's in his area. He's going to get it. And, um, you know, Quandre's one of the best defensive players I've played with, but also one of the best teammates I've ever had. What's it going to be like for you now these next few hours watching that game? Um, you know, I'm going to take my girl on a date, actually, and uh, try not to watch the game. I'll be hoping for updates. I know people will be texting me, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm preparing as if we're going to, you know, play a game next week. And then, you know, if not, then, hey, it is what it is. What do you make personally of the regular season that you had? I think, uh, obviously, I've done some things that were really good. 
And then knowing myself, I'm going to, you know, whenever the offseason does come, hopefully, you know, long time from now, but I'm going to be super hard on myself with some of the decisions that I made and things that I did that weren't great. So, um, obviously, you know, it's, it's good to lead the team and play 17 games. That was my main goal is to lead these guys and to play 17 games. And, uh, I, you know, I knew what I could do on the field, but, you know, I know I can be better as well. So that's where I'm focusing on right now. Um, you know, obviously I'm grateful for the opportunity, uh, grateful for my teammates, all the guys that, you know, contributed, all the wideouts, the tight ends, the running backs, you know, especially the offensive line, uh, Shane Waldron, you know, one of the best OCs in the game, uh, you know, being, being able to have coach Carroll and, and this type of leadership and this type of ownership, um, it means a lot, you know, it means a lot. And, uh, that's really where it's at with me. Um, the, the accolades, the stats and all that, it's just a part of it. But um, being being a part of this team, being able to play with the guys and, and go out there on the field and battle, you know, all, every every single week is what's more, more important to me. You, you know, you haven't had, I don't have to tell you, you haven't had a multi-year contract since your rookie deal. At this point, you don't want to go to free agency. What, if you had a perfect roadmap for how it's going to go between now and March, Shoot, man, I hope March doesn't come. You know, I mean, I, I'm focused on football right now. But, uh, you know, you know, the thing is that um, it's a business. Football's a business. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of decisions to make. And uh, that's where I'll leave it at. Um, I feel great about where I stand with this organization uh, and my teammates and everybody else. But um, it's always, you know, uh, it's always a business first. So, I, you know, I look at it like that. I understand that. And, uh, you know, I got to handle my business as well. What was it feeling like at halftime? Obviously, the second quarter didn't go real well for you. Just, mm-hmm. And then you come right out and beat them down the field with the Tyler touchdown and everything right after that. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, halftime, we just, we got together and said, hey, man, we know what's at stake. You know, it was honestly probably one of my worst games, you know, this year. And uh, regardless of the stats or what was going on, I was in it to win it. I was going out there. I was ready to lay my body on the line, do whatever it took to win. And uh, that was the message I have. You know, we got 30 minutes to go out there and, you know, write the story for the rest of our season. And I know every single guy, you know, wants to continue to play. And so we just stayed locked in and came out with that fight and, and exactly what we needed at the right time. You know, I know you told us a few weeks ago you felt like you were getting too aggressive at times. Was that first pick, was that a moment like that? Is, I mean, this is a game you were obviously hyped for and you really wanted to go out and win. Is that one of those moments or was it Jalen make a good play? How did you kind of view it? Yeah, I, I view it as, uh, you know, that's one of the best court cornerbacks in the game. And he, he showed us why on that first play. Um, it was the exact coverage we wanted. It was the exact look, the exact leverage. Uh, and he undercutted it and, and made a tremendous play. And that's why he, you know, is one of the better ones. Um, he, he does things like that. But uh, it's always process over results. And so in that process, you know, I was doing the right thing. Obviously, the interception was not the result we wanted, but the process was in the right mentality. And so when you have guys like that um, on the other side, you just got to be a little more mindful of uh, the, the throw and, and where you put it. Did you have any issue with Jalen's head on you at all? Or? No, I, I thought, uh, you know, it was a bang-bang play. I, you know, I didn't really get a chance to, like, see it. You know, I, obviously I'm running, but um, I thought it was a bang-bang play. He, he dipped his shoulder, and, you know, it happens. That happens all, almost every week in football. The, it was raining all day. Was it a factor in throwing a wet ball at all? Uh, no, no. I, I felt pretty good out there. Um, we get used to playing in the rain uh, out here. We practiced in it um, on Friday. And then, uh, you know, I just felt good out there, no matter the circumstances, rain, wind, uh, snow, you know, I, I played in a bunch of different elements at West Virginia, so uh, it, it's got me ready for these situations. Anything else? Thanks, man. Thank, you. Thank you, guys. 
That was Geno Smith. Our quarterback review is brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. This is what we need. This is what we want, man. We set ourselves up for this. Turbo, what you got for me? Man, I just, I'm, I'm excited. I haven't seen a, a Coach Morier <laughs> get juiced like that ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> You That's know, what's up. You got to save it at my age, man. You I save it for it. special for occasions. For moments, right? This is a special occasion. That was a big one, man. Green Bay just went for it on their own 30-yard line on fourth and about a half. And uh, Detroit, big play. Now, come on. Come on. Make it happen. Make it happen. Just like the Seahawks did, man. They made it happen. They started off with the run game, really established themselves. They got to it early and then got away from it as Amon Ross St. Brown picks up 12 yards on the screen there. And, um, they seem to find themselves eventually. Kobe Parkinson had a couple really big plays, Vic Ray. I think I think we all said it, but I want to say that you started to talk off about just really getting these tight ends involved in this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's when this offense was really clicking in, in, at the beginning of the season is when the, those three tight ends, you know, Disley's down now, but they were getting their share of targets. And I think, you know, those intermediate routes, stand in front of the chains, like that kind of thing allows you to then run the ball uh, and more favorable situations and things. But I thought, you know, today a, a lot of people contributed. You know, DK and Tyler, you know, Tyler with the big toe tap uh, touchdown and DK with, you know, with a few catches here and there. But uh, like Gino said, this is one of those games they talked about at halftime where they were just like, you just got to put your whole body on the line. Somehow, some way, we have to win this game. It may not be pretty. It's not going to be the – but, you know, every win is pretty to me. But it may not look, you know, satisfying to the fans and all that, but right. you just have to have more points at the end. What I love most about this game, Bump, <clears throat> fellas, is, I mean, think about how the game started with an interception, right? And, and, and at, you know, there's one point in the game where, you know, the Rams are plus two in the turnover ratio, right? We get a boom, missed field goal at the end of the game to, to you know, that would have won it for us the first time, right? But all of those negative situations throughout the football game never kept us there. We always found a way to bounce back. And if you think about our season, that's how it's been, too. Right? When the run game wasn't going, what happened? Boom. When they had three straight games now with 100 yards, Kenneth Walker. Right? When the defense wasn't stopping the run, boom. We found a way to bounce back. Right? It was unfamiliar territory for us for a little while. Right? And so this game was indicative to kind of how our season has gone, how we've been able to just bounce back from adversity. I think I want to throw something in there real quick. Turbo, we talk about the players a lot, all the young players we got and everything that these players are doing that's outstanding. Let yep. Me, let me hop in there. We got mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, four straight seasons, 1,000 yards at the podium now. Oh, yeah, man, it, it just felt great um, just being able to have an opportunity to win. Uh, you know, I got to win it last year, but this year I got, <laughs> got him to be able to present it to me. So uh, it was pretty cool. Like I said, it's just weird to me, and, and it's crazy just the fact that we were born in the same town drafted to the same team, got the same birthday. I mean, it's kind of weird, <laughs> you know, like probably related in some way. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, just for him to be able to have an award named after him, I mean, that just says what type of person that he is. Uh, you know, I even heard that he tried to go out there for governor. And so, I mean, he's all about change, all about inspiration. And uh, it's just pretty cool just to be able to have a chance to meet him, have a chance to hear about him, see some of the phenomenal plays that he made. I mean, he did it without gloves. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I'm just thankful, man, just to have an opportunity to win the award and thankful for everybody that voted for me, uh, whether it was teammates, coaches, you know, stuff like that. What did that Man, Gino just showed us, like, who we've always been. Um, He's a gamer. And 
even when it's all on the line, he's still going to go out there and still be poised, still going to play. I mean, it's hard. It's hard, especially like, you know, you go out there and things don't go your way early on. You know, we had, you know, picks and stuff like that. But just to show the fight and how you respond, I mean, that's that's what you want in a player. That's what you want um, in a teammate, just somebody that's going to continue to keep on fighting. And I think that's the best part um, this year about this team is just the resilience. Uh, things haven't went our way um, as a team, as individuals, and we just constantly and constantly just kept pushing and things started to be able to turn around, you know, uh, with Jay Meyer just being able to kick that field goal. Like, I mean, it says a lot to be able to miss the first one and then go out there and win the second one. Like, people don't understand how that can mess you up mentally, but, like, this dude is, like, mentally stable. Like, he understands the assignment. He talks to us about the routine, you know, when he got to speak in front of us one day. And, I mean, it just shows he went out there, boom, hit it, and it's just being able to respond through adversity. And so I think it just says a lot about our team, man, and I'm just excited that we were able to win this game. So you want Smith back next year? Uh, I mean, he, he better come back. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, I want the best for him, and, um, you know, hopefully we can have that conversation in exit meetings. You know, we're still alive right now. We still got a chance. But, I mean, he, he's he's played phenomenal. He's put himself in a great position um, and, you know, I'm just grateful that he got his opportunity. He took advantage of it. He's been playing great. Um, you know, he was able to go out there and he broke some records today. And so, I mean, it's it, it just great for him, man. He's a great person, great dude. On that last drive when we went down and was able to kick the field goal, he reminded us in the huddle, like, hey, just calm down. Like, it's just football. You know, and sometimes you just got to remind yourself that it's literally just football. You know, like, sometimes we make it our life and we make it, like, we make it like this real extreme thing and just being able to just remind us like, bro, it's just football. Calm down, like poise, you know? I mean, it says a lot about him. Oh yeah. No, I knew it was Bobby. Um, you know, I saw he was chasing me and stuff. And then when we both kind of slid and fell, I was just trying to make sure he was all right. Cause sometimes, you know, when you slide it, you know, things can kind of get out of whack. And so uh, it's kind of cool, man. You know, luckily I didn't really get tackled, but <laughs> I mean, I know he was chasing me, so I know he was ready. Speaking of records, four straight years with 1,000 receiving yards, getting to do it this year with Geno. What does that accomplishment mean to you? You know, well, I just give God all the glory, man, because, um, you know, when I just look at the course of my career here, just thankful that I've, you know, been able to get an opportunity just to see how far I could take this game, see how far I could take being a receiver. You know, I got the opportunity to be um, a special teamer, and I got the chance to see what I could be able to do with that. And now I'm getting a chance to be really be able to see how great I could be as a receiver. And I just think it's pretty cool, man, just being able to have a chance to, to play with DK, um, being able to grow with DK, and, you know, us just being able to elevate our game each and every year. Like, it's really been cool. And obviously, you know, Gino came in this year and, um, you know, we we still, like, fought to be able to create that chemistry, um, learning each other. Um, you know, sometimes I think the Big 12 has something to do with it. <laughs> you know, it's just that Big 12 mindset. And so um, it was just great, man, just being able to play with Gino, um, being able to go out there on the field and, um, I wasn't trying to stress if I got a thousand yards or not. You know, I didn't want I'm not going. I mean, it's hard not to stress about it. I'm be honest, but I mean, I might watch TV or I might watch the game. I don't. I don't know. It might be on my phone, just the game cast. 
Big Big 12 connect. The Big 12 connections. Bruce Irvin was back with the team this year for the third time. Finished the season with a sack and a half. Just, what's it been like having him back here again? Man, it's been great to have Bruce back, man. Like, sometimes for us who have never been to the Super Bowl, it's good to have somebody who's been there and who knows what it's like and who knows what it's like to win and who knows what it's, what it's like to just be able to do that. Um, being able to be one of those um, OGs, you know, just to be able to kind of like give people that advice to help people learn how to be better, to help people see, um, you know, what it is that they need to see when they're out there. I mean, it's just cool to be able to have them come back, man. Like, people don't understand how big it is to have vets come back who's been here before because they they've they laid the foundation, and now they can continue to help us build it. And, you know, it's super cool that he got the chance to come back. Touchdown, Cash. Can you take us through that, please? Oh, man, Gino just made a great throw, man. Like, um, for me, I was just trying to run my route. Um, Shane did um, the first play of the game. You know, I had a certain route that I was able to run on a DB. And so, you know, I tried to make it look a little bit similar. And, you know, luckily he was able to bite a little bit. And once I made my, my post move, I mean, Gino threw it where only I could get it. I mean, it was really a great throw. And, I mean, all I had to do was make sure I caught it and, and held on to it because um, Troy Hill made a great play tr just trying to be able to knock it out of my hands whenever I caught it. These last two weeks hard for you at all with, with just with the broken hand and then the, the shin thing? I mean, you know, it's adversity. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like, it's hard, it's hard to look at yourself as if you did everything you could if I didn't come back. You know, like, I have months to be able to rest and get ready for another season to deal with the injuries that you got to deal with. It's kind of like... You just got to figure it out and you just got to find a way because, you know, if this was our last game and we lost and tonight's game wouldn't matter, you got all them couple of months to wish that you wasn't dealing with this and things would have been different and all that type of stuff. But it's like all the preparation and everything that we put in just to be able to get to this point. It's like you don't want that to be the, di the dictate whether you win or lose or whether you make it or not. And so, you know, it's just one of those things where you just got to fight through it. And if you go play, it can't be an excuse, regardless if it's visible for people to see it or not. You got to go play because you chose to go out there on the field. How neat was it to see two young receivers, Kate Johnson and Drake Young, make their first career catches in a game of this magnitude? Man, that was dope, man, to be honest. It was dope just to be able to see Kate and Dariq. They both made great plays in the game, both made first downs. And, you know, I think they're two talented receivers. I think they're going to do great um, within their career. And it was just super cool, man. Kay's been working his butt off, and he's, he's gotten an opportunity to get um, put up to where he's, he was able to be um, our slot receiver going in this game. And, you know, he just does everything right. So he's been taking advantage of his opportunities. And just really cool that he was able to get his first catch and stuff like that. Um, as far as Dariq, man, he's been, he's been doing what you've seen all year. He had that phenomenal catch, I think, against, was it San Fran? And they caught a flag on us. But, I mean, Dariq can make plays, man. And, and you see it, he's a big receiver. But, you know, we give him a little, a little tip tap and he almost took it the distance, you know, was able to make a move and all that stuff. And so, man, we got an exciting team. We got, we got a, a lot of young guys, but, man, they're not playing as rookies. They're, they're really playing their butts off. And um, you would never know that they were rookies. Obviously, Kay's, this is his second year, but just the whole rookie class, like, you would never know. And even Cade stepping in with that opportunity, like, man, he, he, he seems like, like this is where he's supposed to be. Yeah, happy new year. That was Tyler Lockett, four straight seasons, over 1,000 yards. 
Fellas, it wasn't a, a pretty game. It wasn't a pretty game. It was a gritty game. It was a tough game. And, Moyer, you said at halftime that the Hawks needed to make this a physical game. Did they eventually do that? Yeah, look, uh, 10 carries by, you know, Kenneth Walker in the third in the first half and 19 in the second half. And, look, you know, I'm watching Green Bay, the same thing. They're playing a little at times. You know, they run the boots and the naked boots. You know, and where you're just, it just becomes the soft game. And that's what I saw in the first half with us. I just, we were not downhill. We're not coming after them. And, you know, second half, whatever. I don't know what kind of running plays. It's a blur to me now. But when you give the, your, your main guy 19 carries in the second half, I mean, that's, that's you know, I think that's making a statement there. So I, I don't even know what ugly is anymore. In the NFL, <laughs> man, just win. Right. right? I, it, and I, I actually thought it was a thing of beauty today. And the reason why is we got Gino who did not play well in the first half. I mean, he wasn't seeing things. You know, he made two really, three really bad throws. Yeah. Bad throw. That's the worst game. And he, he talked about it as well. He's played all year. And they flipped it in the second half. You know, defensively, they were, I thought, pretty good all day. You know, you hold this team to 259 yards. And, and I thought for the most part dominated because, you know, you lose that uh, turnover race or battle. It's tough for the defense. So to me, it was a thing of beauty in that we found a way to win that, you know, how, how did we do that? You know, we flipped the switch in the second half. So, yeah, I thought we got a lot more physical. And, and because of it, I thought we won the game because of it. Yeah, I, I would say I almost feel like at halftime, that the offensive line was told this game is going to be on your shoulders because that's how they came out and played. Like, like you said, they ran the ball 19 times. Like you don't come, you don't come out the second half and do that. If you haven't had that conversation with the offensive line, Mm -hmm. like, Hey, like it's on you guys. Like you're going to, we're going to run the ball. You guys have to make it happen. And so I, I do think they wanted to make it physical. And I think it was a little bit more physical in, in the second half. And uh, and and then defensively, like, I just felt like they were playing with good urgency. There was a couple times where a play may have popped here and there and lost contain or whatever. But, I mean, guys were getting after the quarterback. They were getting hits on the quarterback. Uh, uh, Nuosu, I think, ended up with, like, maybe half a sack. But he must have hit the quarterback four or five times. Mm-hmm. Like, every time mm-hmm. it's like, a, you know, pressure or hit on the quarterback by Nuosu. So uh, they were really getting after it and playing with good energy today. I just want to throw in two cents to – the word that comes to my mind is maturity, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about this game being ugly, it being kind of nasty, things not going right, and the execution may not be as good. But to be able to rally young players and the old guys show up and play, that's that's big for this team that is trying to go to the next level. So I just wanted to make that comment. That was pretty big to see. Mm-hmm. And think about this, too. Listen, the, the Rams scored 13 points in the first half. 13 points in the first half, only three in the second half, which came in the third quarter. So and they went overtime. In, yeah. yeah. And so they went into the locker room and halftime said, look, fellas, we got something to play for. And these guys are trying to spoil it for us. We're not going to let it happen. And you saw the urgency in the second half, and it, and it made a huge difference in the outcome. And, you know, push uh, Gino aside. Man, the young guys. I mean, boy, Mafe played lights out. I, I was yeah. shocked he didn't have a, a sack. I thought he had one. And, yeah, but he had he, one. Did he? Yeah, okay, he did. there yeah, you go. Yeah. Yep. But he was yep. also on him, and he was in coverage, and he was he looked really quick today coming off the edge, which, you know, I, I knew it coming out of college. You hadn't seen that as much mm-hmm. in the NFL. I thought he was more strong guy. You know, okay, he's holding the edge. But I think we got two, two edge rushers. So think of all the young guys right now that stepped up. One almost had a couple. Um, he, he had his normal plays where, you know, eh, 
Yeah, what are you doing in, in that situation? But I just thought a lot of the young guys, we had to have Muse step up. We had Alexander. Is Alexander Johnson? This is how bad he's not on the practice, roster. Practice squad. Alexander yeah. Johnson plays most of the second half in mixed downs at middle line or at linebacker with Cody Barton. Um, again, you know, both our tackles did exceptionally well, offensive tackles. Matter of fact, that one long, what was the one run where Cross took the guy oh. on the outside? It was towards the end of the game. I mean, he rode him 10 yards downfield. That was an unbelievable block. So, again, man, you can get the young guys making plays for you. If you can get into this playoff thing, oh, and, man, and, it could be and, fun. And, and, and Morier, Yo. I don't think we're talking enough about, honestly, fellas, I mean, I don't know if we're talking about the impact of Bruce Irvin enough. Yeah, mm, very true. Ever since, I mean, think about, I mean, because he had a sack today, mm-hmm. right? Sack and a half sack or whatever. And a half, yeah. But think about the difference we've seen from our young defensive line since he's gotten back to the team. He stepped up, right? I mean, these guys are like, like earlier in the season, we're talking about how undisciplined, you know, we, we were at times, especially on the edge. And, and, and there's still some things to clean up, especially in the boot game. You know what I mean? Because we allowed Baker to get outside and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, you, you, you talk about our young guys being able to make plays now. You know, Boye Mafe, who else had a sack? Uh, um, Jim had Taylor a half had sack. Daryl Taylor, sack. especially. You know, I mean, of, was all over the place. Think as well. about yeah. Daryl Taylor the last few games. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't think that's Bruce. Right. You know, that's, that's Bruce and his, and his veteran leadership getting into that locker room, being in that defensive line room. And now these young players on that defensive line are starting to make plays, and I think he seriously has a huge impact. And some pressure to too, that. Turbo, yeah. right? Um, just as far as reps and play time, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's an incentive as well, right? 100%. You know, we, we had Bruce on Hawks Live, what, about a month ago or six weeks ago, whenever it was, and, and he talked about that, you know, and I think we played the clip in one of our pregame shows of it. He talked about w- talking to the young guys like Daryl Taylor and Mafe, what it takes to be on the field, you know, Every down, not just in passing situations. So, I, I, Turbo, I think you're dead right, man. I, I think Bruce was a huge, and, and he was, huge leadership um, moment for this and team. And you could just see the difference in how they're playing. I mean, these guys are making plays, big plays, in critical moments of the game, too. Another guy, young guy, making plays, Derek Young, two receptions for 24 yards. He's been a guy on special teams as well. We spoke to him, Hawks Live. We spoke to him live, and he says, eventually Shane's going to give me a couple plays. And he might have waited till the last few uh, games of the season. But, again, another young guy making an impact on this thing. All right, coming to Max, we're going to give you uh, the player of the game. But first, hey, Seahawks fans, do you want access to exclusive ticket promotions and last-minute ticket releases before game day? Simply text Seahawks to 71211 and opt in to receive the latest offer. That's Seahawks to 71211. Like I mentioned, we're going to give you our player of the game. That is coming up next. Seahawks get it done, 19-16. Player of the game. I mean, I think we can go a couple places with this. Moye, where are you going? Want to go first on this one? Yeah, you go first. Uh, not because he was my key hawk either. Um, <laughs> but 29 carries? Come on, man. 29 carries. Come on. There were some there were some tough yards there. Uh, look, there's a lot of good performances. You know, I got to give a shout to uh, Abr- or Abrams. Um I mean, here's a guy who stepped in, you know, a few weeks ago, and, you know, he was on coverage and he was hitting. Uh, it, it was good. But I'm, I'm going with Kenneth Walker the third. I just uh, – when he goes, I just feel like our offense has a chance. Kenneth Walker, I like that pick. My man had a day over 100 yards for the third consecutive week. 
two, three, who you got? Well, my uh, player of the game, I'm, I'm going on impact alone. It's not, you know, overall throughout the whole game, but right time, right place. I'm staying in the DB room, going Mr. Uh, Nino Quandre Nino. Diggs, man. Yeah. Right place, right time, making the right pay, big play just when the team needed it, man, to pretty much seal the game. Uh, you're coaching them. You got the film tomorrow because we're going to win this game. Yeah. Uh, Detroit is in a sec. Uh, what are you telling them when you're celebrating there in the middle of the field? Um, I'm telling them um, in a coach-friendly way <laughs> because you're a veteran player, right? Diggs, yeah. man, just show the young guys how to get back because it could have been this, could have been that. So, you know, nice, friendly way. Or maybe even talk to them on the side. But I don't do my vets like that. I want my vets to show out. Lead in ball, and then, in, yeah. Do they think. Yes. Yeah, I mean, everybody, <laughs> just can't, check it, just everybody check can't do that, Turbo. Everybody can't do everybody that. Everybody can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't just practice when they want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk to the media when they want to. You know? That's just the nature of the business, baby. But as long as you make <laughs> plays on Sunday, it don't matter. Let me Fact. tell you something. Fact. Max Unger told me when I was a rookie, I'll never forget me. I was sitting in my locker. I was feeling good about myself, y'all, because I just got an extra workout in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the arms saying? was really pumped. Oh man, I'm telling you, I was to hit the curls. You feel me? I was ready to flex on somebody. Rip out the t-shirt. What he tell you, and he, Turbo? And he walked by. He says, "What's up, Turbo? How you doing?" I said, "Man, I'm feeling good. Man, I just got a, some extra work in, you know." And uh, I'm feeling good. He says, "That's cool." He says, "Let me tell you something, Rook." He says, uh, "And I can't swear on here, so I'm not." So he says, uh, "Nobody you. cares. Nobody gives a." <laughs> Rats behind, right. okay, <laughs> about how hard you work. All we care about is what you're going to do on Sundays, Rook. Mm -hmm. That's what he told me. I said in my locker, I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, like, I thought working hard mattered. You know what I mean? And, no, it man. And he, no, said, it, he, it, and he it, said, I was here at 3 a.m. I've already had two workouts, <laughs> you know Kobe. I mean? Right, right. He's like, man, uh, as long Kobe as you produce. <laughs> right. <laughs> as long as you produce, man, it's all good. But, uh, but yeah, no, I like that approach with the veterans, man, just setting the example for the young guys and who's your and, MVP? Uh, so my MVP <laughs> for the game. Well, the story is, uh, and the moral of the story is Kenneth Walker the third. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm going with my boy Paul Moore Yeezy. You, you know what I'm saying? Paul Moore Yeezy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, listen, the stats is one thing, but the 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 playmaking ability is another. Yeah. And and when you watch him run the football. Get out of tackles, make people miss, cut back. I mean, you you, you just you just you hold your breath every time he gets the football in a good way. Yep. Like, oh, something great is bound to happen at this point or at this time in the game, and uh, so that's why he's my uh, my MVP of the game today. Big plays, seventy two. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's really hard, man, because uh, this game did go as he went, and uh, and he you know he finished with was one hundred and fourteen yards. Um, and on 29 carries, that gave him 228 carries for the year and 1,046 yards, averaged about four and a half yards a carry. And there's some other players that did some good stuff, but it's just kind of hard to, to not pick Kenneth Walker. K-9. I was with the last rookie who got 1,000 yards, Kurt Warner. And Kurt, before his injury and even after, was, you know, he was top three running back, one of the best running backs in the NFL at the time. So that's pretty good company. 
Yes, and it is. Uh, by the way, Kurt Warner's up here in the Ring of Honor. And you know, I, look, we talked about Kenneth early on. We said this guy has a chance. Chance. I mean, I got Turbo who's going to keep me accountable and 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 in check. Yeah. He has a chance to be one of, if not the best running back in CIK. So that's a long way to go. But I'm saying from his talent, he got some talent. Um, I don't disagree with anything you guys just said. I would go with K9, but just because I want to be a little different, I'm going to go with Quandre. Overtime, you need to play. Baker Mayfield throwing the ball deep. Veteran makes the play. Now, after the play, that's a different story. But the play in that moment, that's a huge play. It is. Um, So he might not have had the game overall that we would expect. That wasn't even different. I think – Turbo, he, he's, Turbo, he's, Turbo, he's, did, he's I, did I interrupt you in your <laughs> two minutes of I'm speaking? I feel like Skip Bayless, right? I feel you know like Skip Bayless. Can I, can I get sorry, my 30 man. seconds? My bad. All right? <laughs> Quandre making a play, doing the, the post-turn, boom, snapping that thing off, going high, attacking the football out the air. Wrong hand selection, too. He made it tougher than it had to be, mm-hmm. uh, but huge play. So I'm going with Quandre, but obviously, I mean, it's, I mean, K-9 makes this team go. It's, it's evident. All right. Hey, Twelves, now is your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for Kia's Electric Player of the Game. When we return, we're going to talk about this playoff picture. It's happening live in front of us right now. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, where you should be watching the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers get after it right now because we need the Green Bay Packers to win this game to get in, something they haven't done very much. I said, excuse me, the Lions to win the game, the Green Bay Packers um, to keep messing things up. But they are up right now 9-3. to three. That's what you need, man. Everyone's a, a Lions fan right now. My dad is from Detroit, so I hit him up and I say, man, your boys get it done. Big Ray, what have you seen so far? We like our chances. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're scrambling, and they this that's the type of team they are. You know, they like uh, like Dan Campbell said, like, you're going to knock them down, they're going to bite your kneecaps off. So they're they're in a bite your kneecap off kind of a football game, and hopefully they can uh, start making some plays there here and go. make it a little bit more interesting. There you go. First down for the Detroit Lions. Way to go. Third and six. That's not a play-by-play. We are not breaking any rules here. <laughs> Okay, we're we gotta good. save that for Curtis. Everybody looking around like. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, true man. I mean, what you got for me, man? Lions. Hey, um, yeah, man, it's a lot going on out here from the defensive uh, perspective. Playing up there in Green Bay, man, it's it's tough. I don't know what it's like for an offensive guy trying to hold the ball, trying to make it happen, and trying to just get some energy to make plays, but trying to tackle, trying to be scrappy, trying to poke the ball out is tough. So. I'm just sending good vibes to Detroit, man. Let's make it happen. All right, let's make it happen. Turbo, what you got? Yeah, you know, going into this football game and evaluating, you know, and analyzing, you know, what what both of these teams needed to do, I I felt like it was going to come down to the one-two punches of both sides. You got A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on one side, the Green Bay Packers, their one-two punch in the backfield, and then you got Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift on the Detroit Lions side uh, as far as their running back room is concerned. And both defenses not very good against the run both giving up about five yards per carry over the course of the season I think like you know whichever team can really get their run I mean obviously got Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers right but I really think it's going to come down to those one two punches and so far uh it looks like Detroit is is, is doing well against the run there, besides yeah. this last play uh and uh and Green Bay doing the same thing but it's going to be a tight game all right 
Well, today's final score was a tie game as well. Seahawks win 19-16. to 16. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. We are all Lions fans. Why? Because the Seahawks got it done in overtime against the Rams 19-16. to 16. A lot of things happened. Geno became the single-season leader when it comes to passing yards, passing Russell Wilson up. He passed up Matt Hasselback when it comes to pass attempts in a season. Ken Walker becomes the third running back to rush over 1,000 yards in franchise history. And Tyler Lockett reaches 1,000 yards for the fourth time, fourth year in a row. So a lot was done in a close game, 19-16 against the Rams. This was the type of game that we expected. Came down to overtime. You put it on the foot, and Myers wins the game for us, Big Ray. Yeah, you know, we we knew it was going to be a tough game. You know, this is the the Rams, divisional rival. You know, most years you're going to split this game. They're going to win one. You're going to win one. Uh, you know, the whole added uh, part of you know them probably wanting to be the spoiler and wanting to win for Bobby Wagner. So both teams had something to play for, and uh, and it, it looked like the the, the Seahawks offense was a little bit nervous at first, a little skittish, but they came out the second half and, and played some good football, ran the ball you know 19 more times or 19 times compared to just uh, what Kenneth Walker did compared to just 10 in the first half. And then the defense just kept playing inspired football. Like uh, the Rams make a play here and there, and then we'd come up with a sack. Or, you know, I think we would had four sacks today or something like that and a bunch of quarterback hits. So uh, I think the game went kind of the way you expected it to go. Like it was going to be tough down to the wire. Uh, and then you just have to make one more play than they made. And, uh, and the Seahawks were able to do that. Is it on me? I think it's on you, Coach. Look, I thought we did what we needed to do defensively, you know, other than a couple of plays that you, you'd like to have back, and that happens in every game. And, and look, defensively, we know. I mean, they're, they they got players still now. I mean, you got Leonard Floyd. I mean, Ramsey is I, – I, where I really was impressed with Ramsey is, you know, just uh, the coverage he was on. But that one that um, Kenneth Walker bounced the, uh, the, towards the goal line, I haven't seen anybody who can catch Kenneth Walker. Right. And Ramsey was not in a good angle, and he kind of ran him down and, you know, made a great tackle, man. He really, at the time, saved the game. I thought the game was over. Um, but they got players, and, you know, our offenses, you know, just did not play well today, particularly that first half. But I, I liked what they did in the second half, and, you know, we made big plays in the, in the overtime as well. So, you know, look, give me the opportunity. Just give it to us for next week. You know, I, I just want that opportunity to play with our younger guys, get that playoff experience. And, you know, you never know with young guys, especially playmakers, you know, how they rise to the occasion in these playoff games. So come on, Detroit. Yeah. Quit messing around. <laughs> Jamal. Yeah, I mean, it is, though, it is those big moments, man, that not necessarily define your career, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's huge in the evaluation process. It's, it's part of your evolution as a player uh, in this league. And, you know, in this game in particular, you know, we had young guys really step up, especially in the second half. I mean, defensively, it was a tale of two halves, right? We give up 13 points in the first half, and in the second half plus overtime, only three, you know? And listen, Quandre Diggs gets his hands on the football, gets an interception, and we're able to get into the backfield and disrupt uh, what Baker Mayfield and, and, and that offense was, was trying to do and uh, create some pressure on them, get some sacks, make them uncomfortable, and you know, we, we we talked about it before the game. Like, hey, listen, if Baker can complete a few passes, he can, you know, he can catch fire, mm -hmm. get some get some get some confidence in him. But in the second half, we eliminated that, took advantage, and won the game. Yeah, Turbo pass rush was big on that. Mm -hmm. And then just about this game in general, man, um, for the psyche of our team, psyche of our players, 
coaches, everybody included, to play a game. I can call it an ugly game. I know we've been calling it um, a game that we really didn't, I guess, like as much, but it was kind of nasty for us. It's not the type of football we want to play, but to show the players that you can come out of this and have the young guys get this experience I think was huge. All right, let's go down to Jen Miller. She's standing by with a chin in the well, so you had a half sack today. Man, Uchenna was a fight to the very end. But to get five sacks against Baker Mayfield, what was that front doing so well today? It wasn't so much the front. It was more the back end, guys. Um, the DBs and the linebackers, you know, Kobe, Tariq, Q, Q uh, Diggs, um, uh, Cody, Tanner, Tariq, Mike Jack, John Abram. Now, all those dudes was really playing sticky coverage, which gave the rush, you know, extra seconds to get to the quarterback. So we feed off them, and when they play good, we play good. What did you say to the team in the second half, or what was said? Because there were some key stops when you had to get the ball back to the offense. Yeah, Q Diggs brought everybody up in the locker room and just said, you know, just finish. Um, if we really want to get a chance to play in the playoffs and, you know, have the chance to Super Bowl, we got to come out here and finish, and that's exactly what we did. So I should not be surprised that he helped you finish by getting that INT. Don't be surprised. He just makes plays. That's all he does. Pro Bowl player. How about the offense? Do you ever get caught up in watching some of their highlights, whether it's Lockett going over 1,000 yards or Walker running for over 1,000 this year? Oh, absolutely. When you see milestones like that being accomplished in the NFL, you know, that's yeah. important. So you got to celebrate that, um, especially with guys like T-Lock who's been in this league for a long time. He deserves that. He's played hard. Uh, man, when he, you know, when he achieves milestones like that, you know, you just, just want to glorify it. It also seems like the toughness of Gino came through there in the fourth quarter and overtime. He takes the shot out of bounds and then gets back into the game. Yeah. Well, that's Gino for you. He's a tough guy. He's been through the, he's been through way worse than that, you know? So we know Gino's a fighter, you know? So I, I knew he was going to shake that off and get back up and win this game for us. Given the numbers that you have put up this year, would you call it a resurgent year just for you personally? Uh, I wouldn't say a resurgent year, but more of I'm just getting started. Um, I feel like, you know, my first couple of years in the league, I was, you know, rotating a lot, you know, dealing with other things. But now I've got a chance to show who I really am and, you know, my ability. And I just want to just put that on display for the rest of my career. With the team finishing over 500 and that winning record, what makes this season a success without even knowing what happens the rest of the night? Just the fact that, you know, guys finish for each other. You know what type of team we have in this locker room going into next season. Um, and the experience that we got with a lot of young players on this team that played for the first time. So I'm excited going into next year and, you know, guys getting the experience. Um, and I just like what we got. So tonight when you watch the game, what's the primary emotion you think you're going to feel? Man, I don't even know. Probably just anxiousness. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Just we'll see. We'll see how that game goes. Hopefully the Lions can pull through for us. They got a great offense. Um, so we'll see. There you go. Michael Bumpus stars. They're just like us. They feel the same emotions over that late game as we get that back to you. Thanks, Jen. Yes, they are. They are human. They feel it. And uh, these guys are feeling it now. They got to be nervous watching this Green Bay Packers game and knowing that they've done enough to put themselves in position to make the playoffs, but it's hard when you got to depend on somebody else, Ray. Uh, absolutely. Like like Pete said, you know, in his um, post game comments, um, you know, it it was it was great that um, you know they are in this position just to keep playing for the playoffs, but they let some games slip away from them where they could have taken care of this uh, a little bit sooner. But I mean, anytime like we've been talking, you know, we have a bunch of young players. Paul, I think, mentioned like a bunch of new new young coaches, and they're all 
coaching in meaningful playoff environment games. And so you can't that's that's a win no matter what. Yeah, it's uh you're playing for something at the end of the season. Yes. That's all you want for now. You would like to have a nice cushion be thirteen and three going into the last week, but that ain't reality for everybody, true. Right. Yeah, it's not for everybody, man. And you can only, you know, deal with the cards you dealt, right? They didn't get those games earlier, but just like I was talking to Coach uh, Moya earlier, I mean, it could have been the early, uh, the um, it could have been on the flip side of that. We skated by on a couple of those close games, and it could have went the other way. So we just got to deal with what we got with now, man, and just try to make the best of the situation. And we took care of our business, so now um, it just got to sit back and wait, man. That's what it comes down to. We got Colby Bryant with Jim Miller. When we return, that's coming up next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Jim Miller is standing by with Kobe Bryant. Kobe, we saw you get to Baker Mayfield. We saw you get to the quarterback the last time we played the Rams. Same play or different play? Pretty much the same play. But this time I had to, you know, make sure I got the opportunity and, you know, made the play. So, What was it about being able to fluster Baker early? Because you guys had a lot of pressure in this space. It's like you said, it's just the pressure and, uh, you know, us going out, having fun, playing our defense and being consistent. How was he still able to find some of those open crossing routes downfield, though? No, obviously, you know, he's a great player. I was like, man, like, I, great he does it. Like, as I, well, too. You know, I respect his talent and, uh, you know, he made some good plays. What did Pete say at halftime? Just keep fighting. You know, that's the biggest thing. Today, we truly, truly showed good fighting. What was the difference about the way you finished today compared to other times where you trailed at halftime? Just like I said, just the finish part. You know, this time we all came in together, you know, bought in, and like I said, just finished. Regardless of what happens in the late game, how much does learning how to finish as a team benefit you guys looking forward? It showed me a lot, you know, us buying in, like you said, just finishing. You know, this is a great way to end the regular season. You know, just leave it all in God's hands and, you know, pray on the rest. You have seen a lot of different guys, but Bruce Irvin getting to Mayfield, I think for a sack and a half. What has he taught you about the game? Oh, man, I love Bruce. You know, he comes in day in and day out, works. You know, he's a great guy, great leader. I can talk to him anytime that I want. You know, and he's bought in, obviously, and I respect him. Were you surprised that Baker threw deep in overtime and that Quandre, I mean, you were not surprised Quandre was there, but that was that was interesting when you think about that play. Definitely interesting. Anytime you go deep and you have, you know, six in the middle of the field, you know, he's going to make a play, and I respect Quandre so much, and uh, he's a great leader. What about Jason Myers coming through right there in the clutch when you guys need that? Yeah, Jay, Jay Myers is a, is a calm guy. You know, I, I didn't expect anything different than that. You know, I'm extremely happy for him, and I appreciate him as well, too. We have seen you make a very smooth transition. What's the biggest growth you have seen in yourself? It's continuously growing and learning, you know, run gaps, you know, leverage, whatever the case may be, anything I can help to, you know, better the team and the defense. What makes this a successful season already for the team, regardless of what happens tonight? It's finishing out with the win. You know, that's the best thing that you want to do is finish out and win and, you know, just hoping the rest. Lastly, I can't imagine you be anything other than calm, cool, and collected based on what I'm seeing in front of you. Will you be nervous watching that Sunday night game? Not at all. You know, I'm just going to keep praying and leave it in God's hands and, you know, the rest will take care of itself. All right, Kobe Bryant. That's how we should all be doing it, Bump, but I'm, I'm not going to be that calm as we get that back to you. No, nah, I'm with you, Jen. Ain't that calm. You should see me now watching this game. All right, let's get into some of these highlights that went down in the 16-19 win over the Los Angeles Rams to open up the game. Geno Smith does the exact opposite of last week. Last week, Ken Walker, six-yard game. This week, first play from scrimmage, interception to Jalen Ramsey. Single setback is Walker, and Geno goes under center. 
Sliding into the backfield is Fant, play fake. Gina's gonna throw on first down, and it's intercepted on the first play of the game. Ramsey down the far side, run out of bounds at the 10. Gino throws a crossing route to DK Metcalf. It's undercut by one of the best defensive backs in the game, Ramsey, and he takes it all the way down to the 11-yard line. And the Seahawks, who were looking for a fast start today, go on defense right away as the Seahawks turn the ball over. Sometimes you get a little excited, man, and you uh, you crap out, right? So you just got to... It keep fighting, and you got to get it right, man. And when you're going against a guy like Ramsey, it has to be right on time. The, the throw got to be on time. It has to be good timing, all that kind of stuff. It just wasn't that, man. So it didn't go our way. All right, the Rams and the Seahawks would trade a pair of field goals, and finally the score gets opened up. 2-2 Adwell caps off a drive, making the score 13-6 Los Angeles Rams. Tight slot to the left side, Mayfield under center. Powell goes in motion to the right, play fake. Quick toss coming near side. It's Atwell. Turns up field down to the five. Dives in. He's in for a touchdown Rams. Again, just one of the many things the Rams do. Motion one way. They toss it back to the receiver coming back to the near side. That's 2-2 Atwell. Turns up field. And again, not touched till he got to the goal line and scored from 11 yards out. And the Rams take the lead. Yeah, like uh, um, Steve said there, they had the uh, – the flow of the offense looked like it was going to their right, and they tossed the ball back to the left. Uh, Atwell got in there and, and scored a touchdown. They, they do some creative things down there. Got the Seahawks on that one. The Seahawks would respond, though. Geno Smith will find Tyler Lockett for a 36-yard touchdown, putting him over 1,000 yards for the fourth straight season, 13-13, all knotted up. Tight slot on the far side. Now in motion comes Johnson. Play fake. Gino has some time. He's going to rear back and throw it deep for the end zone. Got a man out there. Reaching out. Making a catch. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett running past Hill and the rest of the Rams defense. And a perfect, and I mean perfect, throw from Geno Smith. 36 yards. A touchdown for the Hawks within a point of tying this up. And Tyler Lockett has become the second player in franchise history to record four straight 1,000-yard seasons. The man to do it before him is here today, the great Hall of Famer Steve Largent. Congratulations. The game's not over, but, boy, that sure felt good. You know, I'm watching Tyler Lockett throughout this football game, man, and what a gutsy performance by Tyler Lockett again. He's limping around. He's got his ankle taped, and I'm watching him like, man, there's something wrong with him. And still be able to beat two defenders in the back of the end zone like that across the middle for a touchdown. I mean, this is why he's one of the best receivers in the league in his fourth straight uh, season with 1,000 yards. Great play. We get into the third quarter. And honestly, fellas, I've been looking at the DK and Ramsey matchup the first time around. DK won that matchup. You got to give this one to Jalen Ramsey. He records his second interception of the day. Is under center. Play fake on second down and seven. Geno rolls left. Throws back to the middle of the field, and it's intercepted by Ramsey. The second pick by Ramsey today, and Geno threw that ball back inside as he stays down on the ground, and I think just because he's so ticked off at throwing a pick, I'm not sure. He took a shot. As DK Metcalf was there to make the tackle, yeah, you're right. He took a shot right to the face mask, and I'd almost think that was head-to-head contact, but no flag came. A lot of things wrong on this play. You know, 
starts. I, I don't love. You got to do it sometimes when a quarterback has to roll to his left. Uh, caught, I thought it was a couple lazy routes, you know, coming from the backside, and you know, just no excuse. Gino, you can't make that throw. It was a really bad throw. But after that, man, he kind of turned it around. So that may be his last play. Or bad, last bad play. Yes, it was. <laughs> he turned it around with this 25-yard scramble right here for a first down. It gets out of bounds. Jalen Ramsey making plays. Also, personal foul. They hit out of bounds. No timeouts. Down to 40 seconds to play. Again, the blitz coming. Geno steps up in the pocket. Now he's going to run. Cuts it out near side. Turns up field. He's across midfield. Steps out of bounds. Gets hit out of bounds. There's a flag on Jalen Ramsey. DK, get away. DK get back as DK <laughs> pushed Ramsey after he came over and hit. He hit Gino as he was stepping out of bounds. Gino stays down on the ground on the near sideline. That's going to be 15 added. Yeah, uh, on that plate, the thing I liked, there were two scrambles that Gino had today, and both of them, he wasn't like thinking, like, should I throw it? Should I? run it should I stop he just took off running and this was one of those where he was super decisive super committed to just t- pulling the ball down and running and putting a pretty much getting the team in a position to, to kick a field goal for the win at the end of the game that's exactly what he did right here Gino sets up Jason Myers for the game winning field goal did he make it you tell me from 46 for the win over the Rams and a 9-8 and eight season and a chance at the playoffs the spot the kick is away hurry up and get there and hits the upright and bounces off it hits the right upright the wind was blowing and kind of gusting down there on the field and we are going to go to overtime with a 16-16 tie just didn't execute it you know this is a routine kick by jason myers he can make this in his sleep just missed this one wanted to make it uh, more interesting to go into overtime and get the win. Should have been a fourth quarter winning drive. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there for Gino. We're going to get there for Gino. You are exactly right. In overtime, both teams trade the ball over a couple times. Baker Mayfield going deep. We think the game is over, but Quandre Diggs to the rescue. Nice pick in overtime. Second and 15. Akers in the backfield. Mayfield from his own 21 under center. Play fake. Mayfield's looking left. Gonna let it fly deep. Got a man, Van Jefferson. And it is picked off. Diggs picks it off. Steps out of bounds. Far side. Finally, Baker Mayfield throws us one. Diggs came from the middle of the field. Raced all the way to the far side. And picked it off. His fourth interception of the season. The Seahawks have life. Just when you think a guy is wide open down the middle of the field, your uh, safety, Mr. Diggs, comes out and makes a big-time play, man. Shows everybody in the stadium. He caught the ball. Let Mr. Wagner know on the sideline, I got the ball. Runs it back. Great play. Great timing. Great everything. Quandre makes that play, and the Seahawks drive down the field. And what do you say when you lose in video games? Say, run it back. <laughs> That's what Jason Myers said. He said, run it back, man. Put it on the foot. Let me win this for you real quick. Tinker's going to snap it. Dixon's going to spot it. And from 32, can Myers win this one in overtime for the Seahawks? There's the snap. There's the spot. The kick is away. And the kick is good! The Seahawks win the game! The final regular season game of the year! 
They win it at home against the Rams. And now the playoff chances still live for the Seahawks. The final score, Seattle 19, the Rams 16. A hard-fought battle, and Jason Myers wins it with a field goal in overtime. Well, I was happy for Jason Myers that he got a chance to kind of go re- redeem himself. He's had a had a good year, uh, and the Seahawks did a good job. You know, Quandre with the turnover, and then the, the Seahawks getting him down in there close enough to make it a chip shot for him. All right, and that was all she wrote. The Seahawks get it done 19-16. to 16. When we return, we're going to hear from Boye Mafe. Mafe also. We're going to get our unsung hero. That's next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Kyra News Radio 97.3 FM. Right now, we are going to Jen Mueller. She's standing by with Boye Mafe. I think there were five sacks today in Baker Mayfield. You get to him one time. How did you get to him? Uh, for me, it was one of those things, you know, situational football and looking at the situation we were in. I was passing down, told myself, you know, as soon as that ball moves, you got to get off the rock. So, got off the rock, you know, as soon as I read the tackle, I'm just trying to get around the edge. Missed him on the first attempt, but, you know, we got back to it and uh, got him, finally got him down to the ground. You knew the Rams' game plan coming in because Sean McVay always runs his system, but what was the challenge, maybe in slowing down some of those plays across the middle of the field? Uh, you know, last time was a different quarterback, so we had to you know, get adjusted to a new quarterback, figure out what he was going to come into the game with, and how the team's going to use him in their system. So, you know, it's the same system, but obviously, you know, personnel is different, people are different, so we have to figure a way how to, what, what works best for us in that situation. I think my heart rate has finally slowed down. Given what you know about the Rams, did this play out about how you expected today? I know, you know, you always wanted to predict for the, you know, win for the team. So for us, it was just one of those things that we just had to go out and play our game. And we knew what we had to do. We knew we had to hold them to a little bit points and let our offense go out there and do their thing. So it was one of those things that we just waited for and just, you know, go out and do our job. And that's what we control what we can control. I talked to Jason Myers after the game, and he said he felt like he let the team down once. He couldn't do it again. But he's been clutch all year. What can you say about what it's like to have him as a kicker? He's automatic, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's for us, it's a great thing when if your kicker misses, it's a rarity. You know, when you have that type of kicker, that means you have a good kicker. So, for us, it wasn't even a question about it. No one really batted an eye. We just said, okay, it's time to pucker down and let's get ready for the next time. Is it fitting that Quandre Diggs is the one that, that gives the ball back to the offense on that? 100%. You know, he's been a leader for our defense. So, having him seal the game for us like that, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. We have seen you step into a larger role and get more snaps as the season gone, has gone on. Where have you made the biggest growth? Uh, for me, you know, I'm learning, uh, you know, the game and slowing it down in my head and mentally really being able to play the game faster. So, you know, just film study, uh, learning how to offenses move, formations, and the whole nine. So, just slowing the game down for myself has been the biggest growth I've ever seen. Abe Lucas says that he is proud to be in a draft class with Ken Walker III because he goes over 1,000 yards. But this rookie draft class in general, there's something special here. Or am I seeing this differently? <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel there's something special. You know, it's exciting. I can see that every one of us are hungry, and none of us think that we, you know, we arrive. And that's the thing I love about this draft class. None of us ever, you know, come in the building thinking that it's, you know, that we just, you know, we know everything. So we're all still learning. We're all, you know, we're all just beginning. And that's the thing that's excited to see, and I can't wait to see where we go. Lastly, there's a chance the season continues, but you need a little bit of help. Are you anxious in anticipation of that Sunday night game? Are you calm? Where are you at on that spectrum? 
very for sure anxious. You know, it's one of those things that you know you're gonna be watching it. You know, with a close eye. You know, rooting for guys. You know, it's one of those games that you want to see somebody win. You want to see the best outcome for the team. And, you know, we're not done yet. You know, what I'm saying it's one of those situations that we're just as a team we'll just keep waiting. Boye Mafe with one of five sacks against Baker Mayfield today as we get that back to you, Bob. Thank you, Mila. Boye Mafe has been uh, one of the guys who's been on the rise. His stock is rising this year. I look forward to seeing what he does in the playoffs if they get an opportunity and next year. So now it's time for the season's unsung hero. A guy who might not get the attention that he deserves or the love that he deserves. I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about this. Let's start off with Big Ray. First eye contact. I got you. I got you. I was ready for it. Um, I, I think my unsung hero uh, for the season is a guy that, uh, that you know, wasn't a big name when all the new players and free agents and draft picks were coming in. And I think even Pete himself said that uh, there were some things that he's done and that he's been able to do this year that they didn't expect from him. And uh, he finished the season, the regular season, with nine and a half sacks and three forced fumbles. Today he had half a sack and four hits on the quarterback, a tackle for loss, six total tackles. So my unsung hero is Ochina? Ochina. Ochina. This is the first time I tried to say his first I name. I doubt it. Ochenna Nuwosu. <laughs> okay. Is, hey, one is out of two ain't bad, room. brother. Yeah. One out of two is good. That's yeah. 50%, man. Yeah, that's good. Tell we'll you take something. It. It's I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Turbo looked like he got something to do after this. Turbo, <laughs> so, Turbo making no eye contact. Hey, none. <laughs> None. He's still thinking about it. He like like fifty. Turbo's man. ready, tonight like we all talked tonight. about. We're ready to get out of pajamas, watch this game, maybe a little glass of wine here and there, and get ready to celebrate. Turbo you know got I mean? it lined up. Go ahead, Turbo. I got it lined up. You feel me? Like what my you got? Hair, uh, what you got? I got unsung hero Bruce. Ir- oh, oh, the season, not season, today. Season. Okay, because I'm gonna say tonight's game would have been Bruce Irvin. Right. But oh, that's gonna change. I wanted to get that in there <laughs> okay, too. Good. You know what I'm saying? I had to pretend <laughs> yeah, like I know. didn't know what was going on, but I really knew what was going we on. Buy a little time. You know what I'm saying? I had to get my boy Bi some flowers real quick. Okay. This game's gonna be over for soon, the season. Go I got go DJ. That's my DJ. DJ Dallas, man. I'm tell you something. Hmm. He stepped up like in that. every round of, of, of this football team. Offense, third downs. Special teams, Patrick Sixton, like whenever he's at kickoff return, punt return, like he's whenever he's asked to do, he's done it and he's done it at the highest level. And so for me, DJ Dallas is the unsung hero of this team for the season. All right. I like it. Turbo. I like that. Yeah, Turbo. yeah. Two, I like three. That. All right. So what we got here, um, beginning of the season, you know, we had high hopes for this defense. We wanted to make a lot of things happen. Jamal Adams goes down. First game. Tough. The sky's falling. What are we going to do now? Um, Ryan Neal's not ready right away. Comes back, fills the void, not only with play, but energy, leadership, attitude, how to approach the game, and a no-nonsense, but um, a great teammate all at the same time. And I think that was huge for this team. It was huge for this defense uh, to get things rolling in the right direction. And, all he did is make plays when he came in the game, man. He, he was very reliable. Uh, coaches can trust him. And I think that went a long way to giving the Seahawks a chance uh, to even compete, right? So Ryan Neal's my guy. All right. Mm. 
Let me tell you what, True. Y'all want to say that? Hey. Let me tell you what. And it's not just that I'm going to pick Ryan Neal, too, because I was going to pick Ryan Neal. It, you said it how I was going to say it. And so I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm proud of you now. I mean, I feel like a full year. <laughs> I mean, I sit to you next to you. Next to you. <laughs> I, I sit right next to you for a reason. I'm I learning. Yeah. It yeah. rubbed off. I, and, I, and it was kind of like one of those, sometimes like when I pray and I go, I don't even know what I'm saying, but I know that's from God. And I'm, I'm listening to you talking. I go, man, those are my words. <laughs> those are my words. So it's Ryan Neal. I got nothing else to add. Mm. Mm. Y'all, y'all feeling each other right hey, now. Hey, man, huh? I'm in. I'm all in. Okay. Ebony and Ivory. Look at that. Huh? <laughs> hey, all right. So I'm going to go with Mike Jackson, man. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's a good I one, like too. Yeah. He's I like been that, one bro. of my favorites since the preseason. This dude, like, fought to make the team. Not mm. only start, he fought to be on the roster. And not only did he do that, he's been starting. And he, and he threw jabs when Trey Brown tried to get in the game. He goes, nah, I got this, youngster. Yep. Fourth year in the league. I get my first career interception. Um had a PB uh, pass breakup today, yep. so I, I like Mike Jackson, man. But I think you can go with any of these guys. Um, They're all worthy. The guys who get the flowers deserve it, but yep. I think these guys deserve recognition too. So that's who we got. You guys uh, let us know, man. Text in if you uh, have your unsung hero. But that is what we are rolling with. When we return, we're going to give a little playoff picture update of the Detroit Lions game. See what's going on. That's coming up next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. I just want to hurry up and get through this so we can get home, sit down, and watch this, and hopefully plan our trip to, to the city, like San Francisco. Well, really, it's gonna be Santa which, Clara, which you know, yeah, yeah. But I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a local, pretty much. I'm there about 14 times a year, and I grew up there, so you know what I'm saying. Now nah, you in Sac though, but Ooh, I grew on, up man. there though. Ooh, it's you know a difference. It's so a difference. Like an hour away. Got the Calico going Sac at it over here. here. No, Who I've been in Sac for like two turf. years. Turf, turf oh. is you know funk, man. It's funk. You know me trying to disrespect me like I don't know the back. Like I ain't from the back. Like I ain't been going to Great America my whole life or something. You know what I'm saying? I know, know. Clear. You ain't been to the Golden Gate. I've been all I've been all up and through the Golden Gate. What you mean? You know how many dates I've been on the Golden Gate? Hey, plenty. You ain't even gonna talk about it. I just want to know who we play after San Francisco. <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's get this win done. Man, hey, fellas, I want to say, hopefully this is not the last time we were getting together. It's probably the most fun I had on a post game uh, with you fellas. It's uh, It's been real. But we ain't done yet. We ain't right? done. We going to have at least another week What's that song? this thing, man. Ah, ah, ah. Staying alive, <laughs> baby. We staying alive. What's that song? Oh, man. Is that Marvin Gaye? Took me the third ah to get no. it. Nah, it's not, not Marvin Not even Gaye. close to Marvin Gaye. who is it? But... I don't know. That's like his brother or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. Bee Gees. <laughs> the Bee Gees, right? No Did we get a touchdown? <laughs> no, it's on the one yard. One he, yard line works for me. Did he just line. say that you thought that was <laughs> Marvin Gaye? <laughs> hey, his car revoked. His car revoked. Wait a minute. Mm. Ain't that what even women? About? Car at least it was African-American that I guessed, okay? <laughs> hey, when we get to San Francisco, let's let NASA show us around. Because I'm a little concerned with that Marvin Gaye versus the Bee Gees. All right. Hey, well, that's going to do it for us. Today's final score is Seahawks 19, Rams 16. You've been listening to Hot Talk in Seattle Sports 710 and Cowboys Radio 97.3 FM. 